Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Irish on Tap, a podcast about the Notre Dame Fighting Irish presented to you by ONTAP Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. And today is the first episode of the offseason. Um, there's a little bit of a break. You know, the football season does numbers on me. I'm covering NIU. I'm covering Notre Dame. I'm covering the Bears. But we are back. It is my favorite time of the year. When we see these guys make that transition from Notre Dame football to the NFL, on today's show, we have the pleasure of being joined by one of the leading receivers at Notre Dame last year. This man had seven touchdowns last season, amassing over 800 yards and hauling in 48 receptions. Unfortunately for us Irish fans, he has played his last snap in the blue and gold, but now this promising prospect has shifted his focus to the 2022 NFL draft, but has taken a little time out of his busy schedule to join the show. Irish on tap listeners, I am pleased to present to you Kevin Austin Jr. Kevin, how are you today, man? I'm doing good, Brandon. Nice to, nice to talk to you today. Absolutely, man. So busy season, busier off season. Um, I didn't know at first. So were you an underclassman and then you declared or did you did you finish like your last year of eligibility? No. So I have another year of eligibility, but I did graduate in school. So I officially am done senior year. Oh, nice. So what did you major in at, at Notre Dame? I was a, I was a graphic design major. Oh wow! You might be able to show me a thing or two. I'm, I'm now, now I'm kind of scared to send you my my uh, photo edit after the show, but uh, we'll we'll see how it works. Maybe you can tweak some things up. But uh, take me back to the beginning. So I see you're from from Fort Lauderdale, from the floor, or from down in Florida. How did you For end sure. up committing to Notre Dame? Like this, you know, this school out in the Midwest. It's so cold out here. Yeah, hundred percent. No. Um, it was actually really interesting. The The person that recruited me was Autry Denson while he was here and before he left. And he's also from Florida. And we actually grew up five minutes down the street from each other. And we had the same Little League coach. So there was a lot of connections just from us personally. So we, we built a really great relationship during the um, recruitment recruiting process. And that kind of like just built off that. And then um, once I went to the University of Notre Dame, I just fell in love with it. Yeah, it's like, it's crazy. I didn't get a chance to go until maybe like 10 years after being a fan. And it's like, every time I go, I try to bring, like bring someone new because it's just such a crazy experience. And unfortunately for me, you know, 5'8", 180, I was, I was never big enough or, <laughs> or good enough to, uh, to go and play at Notre Dame. But yeah, it's, uh, I always encourage people to go if you haven't. For you, what was that like first winter like? You know, you grew up in Florida, you probably never seen snow. And then now, you know, you're the heart of your season. You could have snow like half the games, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. It was actually really interesting because uh, all my life I grew up, my family, we had a lot of family in New York. So I, I went to New York every Christmas. Okay. So I saw snow growing up throughout my life. But the snow at Notre Dame was totally, <laughs> totally different. You know what I mean? There was like literally sheets of snow yeah. when, I, um, when I would wake up. So that was definitely a transition I had to make by just buying extra jackets and layering up multiple times to when I walked outside. Uh, were you were you at Notre Dame the the Florida State night game where the DB I think it was either the DBs or the receivers came out shirtless? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh. I was, that was my freshman year. Whose yeah, idea was that? Whose idea was no, that? Yeah, I gotta it know. Was, it was the, it was the, it was kind of like a conversation in the locker room, kind of just like who's gonna do it? Like you know what I mean? Because the receivers yeah. wanted to do it. And then um, I think like Miles and like Fink was like, no, like it's way too cold. We're just going to go, we're just going to go sleeveless. So then a couple of the older DBs, um, they were like, well, we're going to go shirtless. Yeah. And then they went out there shirtless and then it was a really big deal. But yeah, that was, that was really, that was really, that 
that was a really cool game, and they went out there like that. Yeah, I think, definitely. I think uh, you guys crushed them. That they definitely game. Like had Florida State thinking forty-two to fourteen or something like that. I had a, a friend that's a Florida State yeah. fan, and I said I, I saw that before the game, and I'm like, buddy, you guys don't stand a chance in hell today. But yeah, uh, zero. Yeah. So you brought up. I heard you brought up Miles. I heard you brought up Chris Fink. You've played with, you know, with a lot of talented players at Notre Dame, guys like Chase Claypool, uh, Cole Kometa, you know, yes. the names could just keep rolling off my tongue. But in your opinion, do you have like a top three most talented players that you got to suit up next to at Notre Dame? Oh, top three. That's really. Yeah, that's it's really a tough cool. one. We've had a lot of, we've, <laughs> yeah, we've had a, like. Are you talking about just offensive side of the ball or like just in general? I'll say I'll of, say I'll say pick two on offense since you play offense and then like I think I know who the defensive guy is, but you could pick the defensive guy as well. Okay. I mean, no, for sure, Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I was going for. Yeah, I figured Kyle was deep. Kyle. Yeah, no, Kyle, Kyle's definitely a freak athlete when it comes to football and just being a safety in his position. Um, I would say obviously Chase because Chase just did things like he was a different type of player and he yeah. he helped me a lot in my game by the way he plays. So you know just trying to emulate him in the way he plays sometimes just really it's really helped me in my in my uh, in my uh, game. And then I would say, oh that's hard. I would say like I'm not gonna lie like I love our offensive line because I like I love just like the bigger guys and like how they play football and so like. I would say right, like rather Ian, like Liam Eikenberg, yeah. or like Rob Haynes, or some someone like that. Like I wasn't here when um Mike McGlinchey and everybody was here. Yeah, that was the class right before too. you, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I've gotten to see because I like Saturdays and Sundays. I don't like. I have a regular job too. Like I just you know this is like my dream stuff that I'm like going towards with the podcast and stuff, but yeah, hundred percent. That's amazing. Saturday, Saturdays That's amazing. and Sundays. I got like two, three TVs set up and it's like, I, I was able to see a little bit of Hainsey this year up there with the bucks. I saw some of Eichenberg yeah. and it's just like, and you know, you see week in and week out these different players last week, you get Ben Skoranek and Khalid Kareem in the, in the title know, games. Right? Oh man, I wanted that catch for Benny. I wanted that catch for Benny so oh, bad. Oh my god! But I he really jumped, probably uh, hit the ceiling when when the ball went in the air. Me too. And me and my brother, <laughs> me and my brother have both met uh, Ben. He actually came to like one of our first tailgates for our company when we first started back when he was oh, still, still at Northwestern too. So it was a way wow, back in the day. But he, he made up for it. He was getting he's he smacks people on punt. I don't even remember him playing punt in Notre Dame. So I'm like, people. so I'm like, it works out. Smacks people. So uh we saw in in the bowl game the emergence of was it was it Dion Colsey or was it Lorenzo Styles? One of the two that just Lorenzo popped. Styles. Okay. So aside from him, can you name like a receiver that maybe like a fan like me hasn't seen yet that's that's you know gonna pop when they get their opportunity? Well, yeah, for sure. The two young guys that are uh, uh, Jaden Thomas and Deion Cozy, those Cozy. are the kind of young guys. Yeah, those are two young guys that really haven't gotten their opportunity. Deion got a little bit, you know, this year, but um, JT, uh, Jaden Thomas, he hasn't gotten that much. And I already know that the work, like towards the end of the season, the, the transitions and the, the the jumps that they made in terms of the like playing receiver in college is just like huge, way further than I was as a freshman. So yeah. I know like, so I know that they're going to come along really well, even next season, they're going to contribute to the, to the offense a lot next season. 
because we have a lot of receivers. Yeah. And so they're going to be able to contribute. Yeah, and one thing, too, I actually want to reel back a, a quick second. I'm glad that you brought up uh, Chase because a lot of times throughout the year, so, like, I don't, I don't, you probably don't follow us on Twitter, but I'll be like your favorite receivers, favorite receiver. Like when you make a catch, like all this type of stuff. And like, yeah. when I watch you play the size, the speed, the ability to go up and get the 50, 50 ball and make the tough catch. And then the physicality, like you remind me a lot of Chase Claypool. And that's like, I think, I think really like the physicality and your ability to like, you know, get to, take the top off the of defense, take the deep ball. Like you have all the different intangibles that you need at that next level to go and be a weapon. And I, I honestly can't wait to see where you are. Honestly, I want you to come to the bears. I said that I'm like, I don't care what round, <laughs> I don't care what round it's in. I, I said it to Barry. I'm like, dude, get him over to the bears, please. But um, <laughs> all right. So as, as this is, a, this is a good one too. As someone who was in the locker room during the coaching change, do you have like words of uh, encouragement or like reinforcement to like the Notre Dame fan base that like, Hey, Marcus Freeman is hundred percent the right guy for the job. Because like, as a fan, when I saw the video when he got introed, I'm like, I don't yeah. even need, I don't even need to see the press conference. This is the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. And that was kind of the that was kind of the message um, before he got the job, um, the head coaching job was the, throughout the team. It was like Coach Freeman, even though he's been here one year, he's solely made a huge impact on the team. Like you could tell. And obviously, I'm I'm on the offensive side of the ball, but him being a defensive coordinator, he still would come up to me before practice and after practice, chopping it up with me, talking to me. And that's just what makes a really good coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so I already know, like, you know, it's been said that the culture is Notre Dame and that's never going to change. And no matter who's there, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I already know that coach, coach Freeman is going to enhance this, this program and he's going to make it even better because of the things that he's going to bring the family attitude and the, and his leadership and him showing, you know, the guys in the room that he's a leader and that he's a father and that he's a, he's a man just like any one of us and that he's also a coach that we have to respect. Yeah. And too, like, if you look at, if you look at the defense down the stretch, I don't remember the exact like minute or quarter count, but there was like, there was like two and a half full games without a touchdown allowed. Like, I think it was like the Navy oh. game. Like they, it was like six, six. And then, oh no, <laughs> yeah. They went, they went, they went most of November without anybody scoring on them except for the last game. I think. Yeah. Like they, yeah, they, it was crazy. No, no, no. Coach Freeman, after the first like two games, it was, it was really amazing to watch the defense really step up. And we knew that they could do it because we've been seeing it. You know what I mean? When they've been playing yeah. hiders against us and we're like, you guys are like, you know what I mean? You guys are playing hesitant. You guys are playing. So once they stopped playing kind of hesitant and just really just playing, you could see that his defense really just took over. Yeah, and I think, too, like, the toughest week in any season is always going to be, like, week one or a week that you have to clinch something, you know, because it's, like, week one, yeah. you haven't played that game yet. And, and, you know, in college, you know, the game that you guys played against Oklahoma State, the roster that comes out week one next season is going to be totally different because especially exactly. here at Notre Dame, I, do you know – do you have, like, an exact count on, like, how many players total of this year's class are – you know, training for and, and potentially going to be drafted? I don't know the exact number, but I know it's close to double digits. Yeah, probably like close um, to 10. And that's like every year. Yeah. So it's like that's hard yeah, to replace. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So let's look back at your uh, your best memories. So if you had to take three of your best memories from your career in Notre Dame, what would they be? 
Wow, that's that's hard. Yeah. I would say one my freshman year, just go, being able to experience going to the playoffs, like yeah. that was ridiculous. And I got to play in that game, and so that was an amazing you know experience. Um, I'd say obviously beating Clemson. Um, I wasn't able to play in that game, but I was able to be on the field and just the the energy and the and the everything about that game was just amazing. Like it was literally like a story, a movie written up. And then I would say, obviously, um, I would just say like throughout, like just this whole season has yeah. just been a huge, like amazing memory just for me personally, obviously being able to compete in my first full season. So like, I just, I just like, I just said, like, like I said, like the, all those memories, they just make Notre Dame and experience amazing for me. Yeah, and I think, like, the thing that gets lost in translation about this year is, like, I'm, I hope you don't read, like, Twitter and stuff after games, but, like, the entire Notre Dame fan base was, like, the season's over. I may or may not have said, like, yeah, it's going to be, like, tough sledding for them to get back uh, into a college football playoff spot, but a New Year's Six Bowl game is never – you know, that's never a bad consolation. You know, you get to play a quality 100%. opponent. You get to play a quality opponent in a big bowl game. And, you know, the ball didn't roll our way this year. But, like, you, like we see a great performance out of a guy like Lorenzo Styles. You see Jack Cohen put up, like, 300 yards in two quarters. You got a touchdown. Really? Styles got a touchdown. Uh, Chris Tyree had two, I think. Like, it was – oh, no, Michael had two. Michael had two touchdowns. Yeah, Mike Again, had two. It was as painful as it was, as I'm sure, you know, for that to be your last game, like there was still a lot of, of promise too. And it's like, you know, that was coach Freeman's first game. You don't really know what to expect. And I think like exactly all things considered, like as painful as it was, I was still proud uh, to rock the blue and gold that day. But another, uh, another important one, I guess you will say. So a lot of times when I, when I ask a question like this, like, it's usually like I miss the guys, but would, what would you say like will be the most that you miss most about Notre Dame? Well, yeah, hundred percent the guys, but like that locker um, room is different. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah, one hundred percent. Like those guys, like that was that was really the hardest decision of me. Like leaving was to like was like I wouldn't be able to play with them next season, and that was really like hard on me because I knew like you know what I mean. I love. I love my brothers. I love my teammates. And it's just yeah. like, it was just, it was just hard to make that decision, obviously. But, you know, I would, I would also say like just the culture, like it's made, it made me who I, who I am today, in all honesty, because the culture is what, is what teaches you. It's what forms you, it's what shapes you into like who you want to be and what you take from it. So I would say the culture is a, is a big thing for me as well. And then, uh, I think this is an important question for our listeners for next year as someone who is catching passes from both of them. But like, can you just give us some uh, positives about both Drew and Tyler or Drew Pine and Tyler Buckner going into the QB battle next season? Oh yeah. hundred um, percent. You know, Tyler, he's a, you know, he's a young guy and he's, he has a lot of, a lot of tools that guys don't have that young, you know what I mean? And so his development this off season is going to be the biggest thing for him until being able to be ready for next season. And same thing for Drew. Drew, Drew's like, he's a really smart dude. He has a really big arm and, you know, he can really lead, really lead a team in my opinion, um, even though he wasn't, you know, a starter or anything this season when he was in the games, he really took the, he really stepped into the role of the quarter, the first QB one starting quarterback and didn't really blink an eye. So I would say like, you know, throughout this off season, both of them are going to be really competing and it's going to be a great competition. And um, I would say, yeah, they're going to, they're going to be fine at the end of the day, but yeah, 
the competition is going to be great. And I wouldn't even be too opposed to like kind of what they were running down the stretch this year where it's like some plays are a better fit for Tyler. Some plays are a better fit yeah. for Jack. It's like, you got, you got, you know, you got salt and pepper, you got sugar and spice. You got this guy that you know, Ty, Tyler's fast, man. I don't, I didn't expect him to be as fast as Tyler he is. He's a weapon on his, on, uh, when he takes off and he's using his legs, but um, all right. So let's move into the draft. So, NFL drafts coming up in the next couple months. A lot of stuff going on for you, I'm sure. Probably got pro day. A lot of a lot of interviews with guys like me. A lot of interviews with you know the the, the suits and the blue check marks. But uh, what are you 100%. most what are you most excited about during this draft process? Well, I'm excited to be able to uh, go to the combine and compete. Like that's that's going to be a really big thing for me because I know that I'm kind of like under the radar in terms of the receiver position um, in the in the college uh, football world. So I would say like going to the combine where basically all the top guys in the country are going to be yeah. and being able to compete and show my numbers and show my skills against them. And, you know, obviously every team is going to be there as well. So be able, being able to do that as well and showing them um, what I have. So, yeah, that's my biggest assignment, going to the combine and getting that in right. Did, yeah, I was like, did you just break news on my podcast right now? I'm like, that's incredible. I, I know. Even, I didn't even know. I was going to ask you if you were going to the combine. That's that's incredible. That's yeah, yeah. When did you get the invite? Like a couple weeks ago? No, last week. Okay, because I was going to say I, I like I had seen, and that's the thing. I saw a couple people that got invites on Twitter today, and I, I was doing my uh my like show notes and my outline and i'm like i wonder if kevin's going that's incredible i'm actually really happy for you because i think you deserve that bro like i have been i have been beating the kevin austin jr uh drum all season (laughs) long because in our offense you know there's a there's a heavy focus on the tight end position and a heavy focus on the running back position and like we have we have really good receivers and guys like you, Braden Lindsay, guys like Lorenzo Styles. You've seen in the years years past, uh, you know, Miles Boykin, Chase Claypool, similar, uh, you know, b- bodies and, and builds. Because you're what like six three, six four, two twenty. Yeah, six three. Yeah, yeah. six three. But but you can ru- you can run though too. So it's not like you know it's not like you're you're a turtle out in space. Like I've seen you boogie. I've seen you take off. That what was that yeah. one against? Uh, was it Navy that you took one like 69 or 68 yeah. yards like right before the yeah. half? Bro, I yeah, haven't seen you great. run that fast ever, dude. That was yeah, insane. That was great. So yeah, uh, that was one of the because yeah, that was one of those ones where it was like I haven't been able to break away and show my speed throughout yeah. the season because I really didn't catch a ball that I could really break away. So like when I got that ball, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna turn it on so I can show everybody that like you know I'm not slow. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see your numbers. I'm gonna. As a guy who's never graced anything under like four seven, I'm going to say I'm putting you at like a four four <laughs> Kevin. So I'll be looking on the NFL network. Uh, when is the combine? It's a, is it March? March, yeah, March first through the seventh. Okay, and then in addition to the combine, so I'm sure you're going to be at ND Pro Day too, right? Yes. Okay. What do you have? Any other like uh, any uh, like bowl games or anything like that you're playing? No, I'm in not going. In, I'm not going. In, I'm not going to any senior bowls. Okay. Yeah, I'm focusing on training. Yeah, that's a smart thing, dude. You've done enough between those lines. You don't need yeah. to get, you don't need to get hit just to play, you know, in, in an all-star game setting. So that's good. Um, did you grow up idolizing any specific player or modeling your game after anyone, like a receiver or anything like that? Um, I would say 
I would say there's like there was a couple of receivers growing up where I just really just kind of was drawn to. Obviously, one was uh, Calvin Johnson, just because you know Megatron catch everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just the ultimate receiver for a kind of, yeah. yeah for the taller receivers, especially too. So I was like, yeah. And then um, it transitioned over to kind of Julio Jones, and Julio Jones is really that's kind of like in high school who I really like was emulating and was like trying to be like, and, and now I would say it's kind of like a combination of just different receivers in the league right now, like Devontae Adams and um, Stefan Diggs and people like that and trying to like emulate the different moves and different uh, routes that they can run. Yeah. There's a lot of young uh, receiving talent in the league right now. Like you look at like the Justin Jefferson's, the Jamar chases, like yeah. even, even yeah. chase chase plays alongside a really talented receiver and Deontay Johnson, like that guy is a technician in his route. So I'm excited yeah. uh, for the direction or the direction of the position. And two, it's like the offenses, the offenses in the NFL love to air it out. Like they, you know, you end up on a team with a quarterback like a like a Mahomes or a Dak Prescott, you could throw the ball like forty times a game and and, and do it good and and hit like I'm thirty two of them, you know, for like four hundred yards. Yeah. So and that's the thing too, like like uh, Jack Jack's playing this weekend uh, at the East West Shrine Bowl. He actually just got an yes. award today. I think it was like the Pat Tillman Award. But uh, yeah, I saw that. I'm excited to see him go out there and sling it too because a lot of people they they would like say like he's not this or he's not that and i'm like dude the proof is in the pudding like look at the numbers he's going in week in and week out he's controlling the clock controlling the possession game controlling the football and and putting the money or putting the ball on the money so i uh i i love the uh intensity that this year's draft class has do you guys have like a group chat or like uh like a a slack page you guys all can coordinate like workouts (laughs) and stuff on (laughs) No, not really, because we're not – I think more towards uh, pro day. That will probably happen. But, like, you know, I text guys just separately how they're doing and stuff. But, then, you know, everyone's kind of different places and stuff like that. So, Are you back down in Florida? No, I'm in Arizona, actually, training up here. Oh, nice. Uh, are you training with yeah. – uh, are you training with, like, uh, any of the former teammates like that or anybody that you used to train with back in the day? No, it's actually one of the training facilities, Exos, up here. Oh, I've heard of so, that one. Yeah, they train, nice. Yeah, so they train a whole bunch of guys. Basically, there's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of really good receivers up here that actually train with me. So it's really good competition and really good work. You got to make sure you send them a jersey back, bro. When you get when you get drafted. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right. So I'm from Illinois. I like to think we have competitive high school football, but I know that it is no <laughs> no actual comparison to Florida. This is going to be a two-part yeah. question. So how do you believe that level of play prepared you for college? And then to take it a step further, how do you believe that Notre Dame is going to prepare you for the NFL? Well, I would say just in high school, I really noticed the difference when we we went to travel for like seven on seven games or something like that. You know what I mean? We would travel to like Vegas or California. And it was really interesting to see like how different we were than everyone else and how competitive people were. And even when we would play and stuff like that. Yeah. And I felt like I felt like that transition of just competition and people from Florida just talking smack and just always, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just always yeah. just kind of just like being being up there in terms of football really helped me when I got to college because it was like, this is what I do. This is what I love. Like, it wasn't like I was thinking about school and then this and then that. It was kind of just like, this is football. This is what I do. Yeah. And then um, and then in, from, in terms of Notre Dame, I would say like the biggest thing I would say I tell people a lot is that like 
how Notre Dame kind of like formats football around like your daily life is kind of like how I could imagine like the NFL being formatted and stuff like that. Like Notre Dame, they do a really good job of being basically getting our work in and then we kind of like are done and then we have our, our time. And I feel like it's kind of like from people, from the people that I talk to, it's kind of the same way in the NFL guys get come in, get their work done and then they're done. And I feel like that kind of professionalism that Notre Dame kind of holds is going to like, is what helps a lot of guys transition easier um, to the NFL. A Notre Dame man with his degree and a plan ready to go to the league. It's just a matter of where you're going to land. I hope it's a, a nice warm weather city and a city, I know, yeah, a city, <laughs> a city uh, that's that's in a good franchise. Hopefully, I don't want you to go to like uh, I'm trying to even think of it. I'm not even going to name a team, but I'm just saying I want you to go to a good. <laughs> I want you to go to a good situation, man. I want you to be in a good spot because that's like the haywire of the draft. It's like you know college. You can pick where you go. High school, it's kind of just wherever you live. I know there's a, there's like this underworld of people that commit to high schools and like do all that. It's like, dude, if you live somewhere, go to that high school, figure it out. Unless you're like, you absolutely have to transfer to get to college. But exactly. college, you get to pick everything down to your schedule. NFL, everything is is put in place for you. And I think like with a lot of your former teammates and, and all the players that you're going into this with, like you have all the resources. And then too, like, you know, other Notre Dame players that played in the past always, I'm sure, are open to, you know, any advice that you need once you get to the league. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I've, already, I've already hit some guys on the stuff. Oh, just, perfect. you know, this process, yeah, this process itself and being drafted and like this, you know what I mean? And like all the different things that come with it. And guys are being really helpful. Sorry. Right, so here's one then. So from the moment you first put on your helmet and your shoulder pads, was the goal always to get to the NFL or did you realize like somewhere along the way, like, damn, I'm really good at this. Like I'm really good at football. I would say, I would say the goal was to get to the NFL. Obviously like, well, my, my ultimate goal was to obviously get a degree because that's yeah. me and my mom. We talk about that all the time. It's just, that's more, that's more important than anything. But like I knew going into college that I uh, had the potential to like make it to the NFL. It was just whether or not I was going to be able to, put in the work and do all the things I needed to do. And so like, that was my goal was just to make it to the NFL. Obviously that's the ultimate highest performance, you know, highest, what is it called? What's the word I'm looking for? Highest um, um, form of professionalism in the sport. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. So what would you say going into this process that you bring to an NFL franchise that would be interested in drafting you? I would say, you know, I'm I'm a little bit authentic in terms of my journey. So I would say having the having adversity kind of on my um, in my past that's really helped me, and that's that's what's going to help me in the future. My resilience and my um, drive to kind of to keep moving forward and continue to like you know be successful is what's going to help me. I feel like in the ring. Uh, did you grow up like the fan of like the Bucks or like the Dolphins or the Jaguars or anything like that, or would you just more like follow players growing up? I kind of follow players a lot. Um, my family, we're a big Giants fan. Okay. Um, just because a lot of my family's in New York. But, um, yeah, I kind of just follow the players. They ain't been the same since they went on that boat, man. They were rolling before Odell went on that boat. And I think Odell's Literally. doing some great things right now. He had like a like a buck 20 the other night. Yeah. Like one thir- no, Cup had 140 and he had like 110. But they said it was like his first 100-yard game in almost two years. And like even, yeah. bef- even before that, he's he's had like five, six catches a game. And 
you know, good catches in, in tough spots during the game. So my dad's like a huge Rams fan. So I've just been oh, like, okay. <laughs> it's, it's this crazy schedule that I follow as a bears fan. Cause we never have really anything to play for at the end of the season where it's like <laughs> fully invested in, in Notre Dame and IU and the bears for like four months. It takes everything out of me. I do a podcast for each of them. And then I get to the end of the season. I have, you know, the podcasts kind of stop because the bears are eliminated college football yeah. season's over. I just throw my Rams hat on and go be a Rams fan with my dad for for like the (laughs) playoff for like the playoff run. Now, like if they win, if they win, it's not going to like mean as much as like if if like one of my teams won, like like yeah, like if Notre Dame won the CFP. Like I think I I cried during the Clemson game just because like you know I'm I'm 27 now and I was I think I was 25 at the time and it's like you know I was I was sixth grade for the the Reggie Bush game you know I've I've seen Uh, the the Fiesta Bowls all that stuff and it's like you know every time we're not every time now because we've been able to win those games the last few years but a lot of times more often than not we get in those big marquee matchups and it's just like I don't know what happens and it's like I think I think the last three or four years we have really especially like your guys's class and then I want to say the last the, the two classes or three classes before you guys have really turned around where like Notre Dame football is at, because it's like, I like to look at college football in like a tier, in like a tier, right? Like tier one would be the team, the four teams in the CFP, obviously by default, you got, you guys were like uh, uh, probably a five or 10% chance of, you know, you needed maybe one, I think it was one more result, maybe like Houston beat Cincinnati or, or something else on championship day. And didn't happen, but I, I think like expansion something that could happen in the future. But the way that you guys rattled off like 10, 11 win seasons, the way that you guys battled adversity and, you know, the last two years for the most part have been through a pandemic. Like that could not have been easy at any point to be, if you look at it for what it is, you have lost one game to Clemson, one game to Alabama, one game to Cincinnati, four games in like like almost 30 tries like that's in, that's yeah. insane so yeah. um, round of applause because i know even <laughs> even though you fell short of the main goal like that's something still to be very proud of you know that you guys accomplished here yeah. thank you appreciate that thank you when you're not training when you're not working out or on the field what do you like to do in your off time uh i would say i, I like to play games video games but that's like that's something new that I kind of picked up when I was in, when I was living in Florida, what I used to do, I used to fish a lot. Like oh, nice. fish a lot. Like I love fishing. What's like, the biggest you fish can, you like, ever caught? 12 pounds. It's a big boy. <laughs> oh yeah. It was huge. It was huge. But um, yeah, it was a catfish. It was huge, but um, it wasn't even in Florida. It was in Michigan. <laughs> oh really? It pre- okay. Yeah. It was a pregnant, it was a, it was, it was a pregnant catfish. That's why it was 12 pounds. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I love fishing and then just being outdoors, like playing other sports, volleyball, like tennis and stuff like that, being active. We need to get you into some 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 net sports, maybe some like uh, <laughs> some like celebrity volleyball tournaments. I just want to see, yeah. see you dunking on like an actor or something, just spiking <laughs> one down. Uh, what do you what do you have for the games? Do you have like an Xbox or a PS4 or a PS5? Yeah, now? so we all got the PS5 for the Fiesta Bowl. Oh, you did? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so did you just pick up the gaming after the Fiesta Bowl? No, no. I like I okay. started picking up gaming. I would say like 
my sophomore year of college. I got an Xbox yeah. and then I started playing and stuff. But yeah, the PS5 definitely helps with the gaming and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. You what do you what do you play in like the the shooter games, the sport games? I'm like big yeah. on like Madden, FIFA, 2K, like those oh, kind of games. FIFA is my game. Like FIFA, oh. like the only person that could beat me in FIFA on our team is Tyler Buck. Okay. Is it? And he's he's probably the best FIFA player in like the region of this United States. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> He's ridiculous. Like he's he's Dude, been that's ex- he said in Cali. Yeah, he's won. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, like you know how the online seasons you do like like I've gotten up promoted to like the first division, right? Yeah, exactly. I can't win it. Like I every I I'm basically like if you watch soccer, you know those teams that are like in the middle of the table and just happy to be there. They're just like we're never yeah. gonna actually win anything, but we're just happy to be in the Premier League. Like that's me. Yeah. And then eventually I get and then eventually I get relegated back down to like two, three, and four where I actually belong, and then I just smoke kids. But yeah, yeah. I like I like playing that one. Uh I'm Gonna, tr- I, I, my brother does this thing. He's a Northwestern fan where he just throws everyone that's in the league on Northwestern on a team. I want to do that <laughs> with. Hilarious. I want to do that with Notre Dame in the next few years because we have every position now. Because Ian's in the league, we we didn't really yeah, have a quarterback for a while, so we got every position. Receiver core is probably the nastiest of them all. You, Will Fuller, like Chase yeah, Claypool, Chase. Oh my God, Miles <laughs> Boykin. You know, know. I'm, I'm throwing. Is Chris, I'm, still playing? Uh, I'm not 100%. He should be. He definitely should be. He should be. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to look that up because I know he was with the Giants and he was playing well with them. Yeah, he was. I remember him playing well, too. That's all I was going to say. He was playing well. Uh, he's a free agent. That should be criminal. Uh, he's uh, he's only <laughs> he's only 33, so I think he's still – if he wants to play, he's definitely got some time in. And uh, don't rule this out, but – Watch Matthew Stafford do like the Brady thing. Just like, yeah, let me get golden really? Tate. Let me get Golden Tate to add to the other four Pro Bowl receivers that I have. Cause I think I think Van Jefferson <laughs> yeah. will get a Pro Bowl before he retires. Like that kid's talented too. hundred percent. How how did you end up linking up with uh Rosenhaus sports representation? Cause like I studied sports management. I you know, I study the agent space. That's that's like the Mecca. That's like as big as it gets. What's it like being rep by them and how'd you get linked with them? Well, so basically, uh, growing up in Florida, I trained with this person uh, called with Premier Athletes, mm-hmm. and he basically trained me since I was like in eighth grade. And then, basically, throughout my college experience, he's always you know hit me up, called me, whatever it is, always checked up on me, and he always told me like you know if you start producing numbers, I, there's an agency that's going to want to be like, want to talk to you, you want to talk to, cause he's connected with them really well. Yes. And so he basically, so basically this season, um, after like, I think it was like four games or whatever, he basically like, was like, he gave them my info and they hit, they hit me up and that's where, you know, kind of the relationship started. That's so awesome. So don't laugh, but I originally, when I reached out, uh, I reached out to Sean, Sean O'Dare. He's from down in Florida. I had interviewed Cole Luke from before. I don't know if you played with Cole. You might have might have been right at the tail end of Cole's career because he's a little bit older. And then I also interviewed one of his clients from uh, that, that played at NIU. I saw that he repped Kyron, and I didn't even know that he repped you. And, and then Barry told me, he's like, yo, I repped Kevin Austin too. And I'm like, uh, please, like if I can, I'm like, if I can interview him, like absolutely, like I want to. He's one of my favorite players. But – Sad or Sunday, I fumbled the bag, man, and I I didn't tell Barry that I'm in the central. Like I didn't tell him what time zone I'm in. 
So I oh. like I totally missed the time to talk to Kyron. So I might have to circle back on that. But you got first now. So you got the first you got the first hey. offseason interview. Hey. You here? But uh That's yeah. Nice. I'm hoping I'm hoping that uh one, I didn't like burn that bridge and hopefully Kyron will will take some time with me. And two, I'm actually really thankful that like I even was able to like make that like business connection with Sean last year. Cause if I didn't like, I wouldn't have gotten two interviews last year. And I definitely, you know, we wouldn't even be on this call right now. You'd probably be eating dinner, <laughs> watching, you know, watching some, <laughs> N- watch some NBA or watching some film or something like that chilling, but yeah. I won't, I won't keep it too much longer. So um, what would it mean to hear, you know, to hear your name called on draft day? What would that mean to you? I mean, yeah, it would be like the biggest blessing in the world, you know. It's everything that, you know, I worked for since I was basically eight years old. And obviously, it would be like, you know, I wouldn't even know what to say. It would be so yeah. emotional. So, you know, there's I mean? no, yeah, there's it's nothing so to say, bro. If you, if, you know, if the windshield <laughs> wipers hit a little bit, it is what it is, bro. Like, you've worked your yeah. whole life for it. You deserve that moment. Exactly. Do, you, do you have like, uh, are you like putting the, the finishing touches on like maybe we'll we'll watch it all together at like you know grandma's house or mom's house or something like that or you guys have like a meeting place that you guys are going to go to watch the uh the draft well yeah we it's rather yeah we haven't decided yeah i, I kind of want to focus on the combine first that's what I, that's what i've been telling my mom because she's been asking me the same thing she's like where are we gonna have your draft party right? and i'm like I just want to focus on the combine and then see what my numbers look like. You know what I mean? You're I like, I need, I need to go out there, run it up. Cause I think, I think dude, like, I don't know. So how does the process work? Do you get like a draft grade? Like, and then you say, Hey, I want to declare or like, how does that all work? Yeah, you can. So you can kind of request what you, uh, you can request to the NFLPA what you, what they think that you'll get drafted as. And it comes back like, um, you know, what, whether the, you'll get drafted in the first three rounds or, for, or you should go back to school. And basically, oh, know, okay. a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people, they submitted oh. their names this year. First I mean, three rounds. Let's go, bro. First three. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm, I was explaining, no, I'm explaining to you what they said. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And so basically they, so the, basically this paper, it tells you you're, you're going to get drafted in the first two rounds or to come back to school. So you kind of just make a decision based off that. Okay. Okay. I missed I jumped the gun. I'm like, damn. Okay. No, you're good. Yeah, I'm you're like, good. yo, day one, Kevin Austin, like, let me get that. <laughs> let me get that, bro. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's going to be, it's going to be, uh, I think the cool thing about like the three day, cause it's now three days is, is everybody can have their moment because you know, there's 253 players that get drafted and then two, there's a, so many other players, probably about the same amount of players that sign uh, yeah. on the undrafted free agents right after that. And then two, it's like, even if you hear your name called, the work doesn't stop there just cause you know, you get drafted doesn't necessarily mean that you'll make the route. I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying like in yeah, general, no, yeah. in general, you know, so many people are like, Oh my God, I got drafted. Like, this is it. And then it's like, we've seen, oh, you know, you see draft bus over the years. So it's like, you, you have a good head on your shoulders. You've worked your tail off to get to this point. And it's uh, one of my favorite parts about being a Notre Dame fan is like just seeing where all you guys land. And we actually have someone uh, that writes an article each week uh, that uh, he doesn't do the podcast with me. He does more of the written work each week on which Notre Dame players are playing in which games. And it's like, I, I can't remember the last time I watched like an NFL game where it's like, Oh, that like, I did not see a single Notre Dame player on either team. Like that just usually doesn't happen. So yeah, yeah, I know that's true. 
All right. So this is uh, we're at we're at the final, I guess you would say, segment. We'll call this the for the boys segment. There's a, a rapid a rapid fire and then there's one final question. So let's play a hypothetical. Fast forward five years. You're about to get married. I don't know if you're actually married or not yet, but you're about <laughs> no. to you're you're about to get married and you can only invite three former teammates to your bachelor party. Who are you bringing and why? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, imagine like have you, seen, have you seen like the hangover? Imagine like that, like the wolf pack. Yeah. <laughs> the wolf pack. That's so hard because like <laughs> that's actually really, really hard. I would say, I would say like. I would say like, oh, that's really hard. Uh, one Tariq Bracy. Oh, I've uh, interviewed he, Tariq. Tariq's my guy. Yeah, Tariq's my boy. Like one of my best friends at Notre Dame. Nice. Um, Saborius Flemister, another one of my best friends at Notre Dame. Um, ah, this is so hard. Uh, so it's it's like it's like between like. Another three people. It's like Joe Wilkins, <laughs> Kyron, Kyron, and then Jason Adamiola. Like I, them three, I would bring like I feel like bring it, all of them, I would bring all of them. If I had to pick anyone of of the the people that you named to be like, have you seen the hangover? Have you seen that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> if I had to pick anyone to be Zach Galifianakis, like the guy that gets lost, it's hundred percent Kyron. Like every time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like Kyron, Kyron's always dancing and having a good time and just like just vibing. Like he's vibing, he's gotta be yeah, a fun guy to be around. Oh I, great. All of all of them are. So a couple of those guys, if it's okay with you with me asking. So I know Joe's coming back, right? Do you know if Tariq's yes. coming back? Is Tariq coming back or is he training for the draft? No, he's coming back. Come back to Notre Dame? Okay, perfect. Yeah. And then um the Adam Lola brothers are both coming back too as well, right? Yes, yes, they are. So there's a lot coming back. We got a lot leaving, but it's the it's the name of the business in uh in big college football too. And it's just like you see all these coaches complaining about the transfer portal as they're like using it like free agents. <laughs> Literally, know. like I, I saw know. I saw a quote today about Lincoln Riley like saying something about the transfer portal, and and I'm like looking in the corner, and it's like Caleb Williams leaves Oklahoma to go to USC. I'm like, that's know, yeah, exactly. I'm like, that's pretty NFLish if you ask me. Like, I don't know, hundred no, percent. I don't know how much harder it can get. And then, all right, so this is this will just be rapid fire. So just one person for each uh, question. These are all really quick ones. So, okay. fat, Notre Dame rapid fire fastest player, Chris Tyree. Okay. Funniest player. Saborius Bumbuster. Okay. Oh yeah, and that was the other Sebo coming back, or did he is he done too? He's coming back. Sweet. I need that power back in our stable. Uh most likely to be late to a team meeting. Oh. <laughs> um I wish I could say someone from last year, but uh most likely to be late to at 7 a.m. team meeting. <laughs> uh there's I'm trying to think. Uh, Justin Walters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Justin. Someone had yeah. to get hung out to drive. Someone, someone had to. <laughs> there's, there's always, I, there's always that one guy who's like a couple minutes late. Like you know, not everybody has that yeah. has that roommate that's getting the whole house up. I noticed that because I had a a house of players that I interviewed at NIU, and they're like, "Yeah, this one guy just wakes everyone up, and we're good to go." So. Uh, for this one, this is one of my favorites. So who controls the music before the game in the locker room? Kyle Hamilton. 
Kyle Hamilton. What's he playing? Yeah. Oh, straight rap, little baby. <laughs> everything, everything that we want to hear, Kyle's gonna play. That's why he's allowed. That's why he's in control of the music because it's like he does a great job. Yeah, it's like you don't have to. Hey, Kyle, cut that. We don't need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't want that song. Turn on none of that during uh, pregame. Yeah, you're trying to get, game. trying to get. It's hyped. always, it's always great. It's always great. Trying to get hyped over here, man. Yeah. If the team had an eating contest, who's taking home the trophy? <laughs> oh, see, that's hard because I already know that there's a lot of probably like offensive linemen that probably yeah. would destroy. You know, you know, there's like that one wide receiver, a DB that can take out like a whole XL pizza by himself. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Uh, I want to say, I want to say like, um, like Quinn Murphy. Okay. Yeah. That's, that would be incredible. I've always, and then, too, so, like, the O-lineman had that NIL deal with the barbecue place. Right I know. Now. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I like that. Did uh, did you get to do any NIL? And, ugh, I, just, I can't say NIL ten times fast. Did you get to do any NIL work this year? Yeah, I did a couple signings, and then I did um, – I was working with Wings Over. Okay. Um, which, is a co- which is a company that a lot of us worked with because it was uh, – you know, I'm pretty sure you know me, Kate Yeah. Wait, what was the yeah. name of the company? Did you say Wings? Wing, wings over. It's like a chicken wing, like, like a chicken wing place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because Mix got the Yoke Gaming, right? Exactly. So they partnered with Hit the Yoke Gaming, and then after the NIL became a huge deal, he wanted to get all of us money and stuff yeah. like that. So so basically, he he set up a deal for us, the whole team, or whoever wanted to be a part of it, and yeah. we basically did that. Yeah. So that was pretty dope. So. uh I'll call it Notre Dame D-Day. Like, the day everything changed at Notre Dame when the big coaching change happened, Mick and, like, Tommy – or it wasn't Tommy Reese because Tommy Reese is obviously a coach. He wouldn't have been in there. But it was, like – it was, like, Mick, Ian Book. Like, yeah. dude, yeah. I don't know. Were you in the Twitter space? Actually, no, no. Yeah, when it happened, when it happened and we looked we, – I pressed on the page. There was over a 1,000 people. I was like, wow. Yeah. I, I was I, like, and then I'm I, looking at the names. I'm, like, straight check marks. Yeah, I'm like, like wow. Mike Golick Jr. Like, it was, like – it was like the the biggest gathering on Twitter or the internet I've ever seen of like Notre Dame people. But like, yeah, I, I followed a little bit. Like, obviously, I know who Mick was because he played here. But like, I, I didn't really know too much about like the Yoke Gaming. And then like, dude, he's funny as hell on Twitter. I've just been laughing oh at. Him. I've, been, I've been laughing at like if there if there was one person that got me through like the the chaos of those like two weeks of not really knowing like what was going on. And I can only imagine it was a lot harder on you guys. Is like if you just needed to to have a good laugh, just just pull up Mick's Twitter and, and oh, he'll, yeah, he'll he, have some fire for you. He's literally talking about everything. He's like, oh, I have a, I have a, uh, what did he? What did he? He's say? Like, I have a source. Yeah, he's like, trying to be him. Adam. He's trying to be Adam Schefter, bro. Yeah, I know. I'm like, listen to him be trying to be a professional. He's like, I can't, I can't uh, reveal my source because you know he's a pretty big whatever. I'm like, Stop. yeah. So the only the only thing I'm mad about like that whole situation is like from my like team specific account, I literally said no less than 45 minutes before the announcement was made. I said, I mean, in no way is there is there a chance that like these reports are true and that this is happening. And I like reported it and then it got old takes exposed. And I'm just like, bro, (laughs) I'm like, come on, man. And then like 
people are like, you got to take it down. You got to take it down. And I'm just like, no, like you live by the sword, you die by the sword. That's the beautiful part about having a faceless account. Like I'm not using it to like troll people. Like I'm hitting like, you know, the all caps, like I'm hitting the gifts. I'm throwing your guys' head on gifts, like all that type. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I'm doing the fun stuff. I'm trying to be like, uh, like the voice of reason. And there are some times where, uh, just being like a passionate sports fans where it's just like, maybe I say some stuff that shouldn't be said, but I'm definitely not out there doing like all the extra shit you see. No, hundred percent. Yeah. That's good. I'm a, I'm a, for the players by the players uh, as someone who couldn't even, you know, be a Rudy, you know, probably about the same, <laughs> probably about the same size as Rudy just didn't have it like him, but <laughs> so, uh, so are you still working with Yoke? Are you still doing stuff? No, not as much. No, not as much. I kind of like moved away from it after, uh, did any of those did any of those kids beat you in a video game on yoke or no no no, no. <laughs> you, you didn't let them get off with a quick win or something man no, like hey, no I'll shot so were you no doing shot. uh were you doing who was it that went to ohio state that beat that poor kid in the hospital like 96 to 40 i think it was like yeah, Card- i remember yeah. cardell jones you you weren't killing yeah. him like that like you taught me no, like a 24 no. 27 24 games like some close games and stuff <laughs> No, I, I, I didn't try to be too mean, but no, it was fun. So, uh, are you are you still working on any current projects? Or do you have uh, any merchandise that you want to like promote ahead of the draft? Any like Kevin Austin t shirts or jerseys or anything like that? No, I don't have anything at um at the moment, but probably in the future, in the coming future, I will. You let me know. I got a hanger waiting for one because I need that. I need that. Okay, I, I got you. Are you gonna? Oh, wait, too. I mean, if you can, are you gonna carry forward to the NFL now that you can? Like, if you can keep well, it. Well, yeah, obviously I would want to, but, I mean, I, that's not going to be my, you know, oh, my no, decision. So I, it's like, oh, <laughs> absolutely not. No, you, yeah, you so, pull um, up, you pull up, they give you, like, 79. I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy to be here. Thank you so much. For this. <laughs> Literally. Perfect. No, yeah, I, I – as someone who grew up with, like, like when we were growing up, it, I'm a little bit older than you, but I just remember a proper time when it was like every receiver was in the eighties and now it's like, yeah, it's all, it's all college now. And I think, I think the first year it took like some getting used to for certain guys. Like I was just like, I don't remember him wearing that number, but, but yeah, I, I mean, a number is just a number. I was always a number 21 guy because I, I really like Sean Taylor, but. I, oh yeah. Two, I got three or yeah, three final ones. So Aside from receiver, did you play any other position like before that, like in, in high school or anything, or was it always receiver? No, so like it was it, it was interesting because my my high school, we played, we ran the wing T offense. So I used to I used to run the ball a lot in high school, like get handoffs and basically be the running back on counters and like sweeps and stuff like that. Yeah. But I but I also played I also played safety, free safety for us. I had a feeling safety was somewhere in there because like you're pretty you're a pretty I'm not saying you're like huge for a receiver, but you're pretty big for a receiver, like 220, yeah. 6'3, six, 6'4. Six, I don't know like the that's like as far as and I don't get into like all the wingspan and hands, I don't know what, much about that, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when you look at your route running and everything on film, I of all the GMs, like, I don't see anyone that would want you. And, you know, whether it's the first round or the seventh round, you know, the drill, it's, you know, you just got to get your opportunity. And then the rest, exactly. the rest takes care of itself because, you know, you know what you're capable of. And, and once you get that opportunity to prove it, man, the, the sky's the limit. I'm excited to see uh, what that journey has in store for you. 
Uh, where can our listeners follow you and your journey at on social media? Yeah, you can follow me at ka underscore szn. Okay, and that's uh, that's Instagram, right? That, yeah, that's Instagram, Twitter, everything. Okay, perfect. And then the last one, man. Sorry, we already been talking for like an hour. I'm 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 actually the thing kind of flew by, but I I apologize <laughs> for running so long. But no, no, uh, you're good. This is great. I know you had uh, like a little statement that you put out on your Instagram, but a final statement uh, to the Notre Dame faithful as, you know, you have played your last game here. Yeah, 100%. I would obviously want to say thank you to obviously everyone that supported me throughout the years I was there. I want to say thank you to my coaches and my teammates for always believing in me. And then obviously the fans and everyone that um, came out to the games and flew from wherever they did to come watch the games. Like, you know, thank you for always um, loving Notre Dame and loving me and everything that comes with it. So when when will we see you back at a game next season? Maybe the year after? <laughs> uh, I don't know yet. You know, it depends on my schedule and what happens. Obviously, I want to – I'm obviously going to want to come back for, for games and going to support my guys because, you know, those are my brothers. But um, wherever my schedule, if I have an opening, I definitely am going to get back to a game. Yeah, you're right now you're in that uh, wherever the world takes you. And, and right now the next stop on that trip is the NFL Combine, followed up by Notre Dame Pro Day. But with that being said, do you have any, uh, any final thoughts? No, that's it. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for this amazing interview. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I, I really do appreciate you for taking the time. Like I said, we're, we're at about an hour here, but uh, our listeners will really, really enjoy this conversation as we both had up to this point. But like I said, stay tuned. Uh, Kevin is going to be training. He still is training. I'm, I'm sure he probably was, you know, during the day to day, he's going to get up tomorrow and do the same thing. Just maybe a little bit different of a routine tomorrow, but He's getting ready for this NFL Combine. He did get invited. You heard that here first on the Irish on Tap podcast. And then after that, like I said, Notre Dame Pro Day, then the NFL Draft. And as you guys know, we'll have individual draft profiles for all of our draft-eligible prospects before and after the draft. We'll keep you guys in the loop with everything. But we really do appreciate you for listening. Throw our socials a follow at ONTAPIrish and at BDON300. But we got nothing else for you guys. And go Irish.